0: Hi everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's old time radio show.
1: So glad you could join us. It's
0: gonna be really terrific. We got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy oh boy.
1: It's, g- it's gonna be a swell time. <laughs>
2: It's uh, August 13th, 2019, John's old time Radio Show. We're back here in Arkham's record room with our good friend, Tony Baldwin. Hello. Hello. Okay. And uh, <laughs> very thorough. Good. We covered that. Eden Brower's here, too. Say hello. Cheerio. She's off in the distance. Cheerio. <laughs> she ain't got no microphone. And I don't uh, get a microphone. No, you don't deserve one, but speak
0: loudly when you speak.
1: I don't yeah. have a voice Spreak,
2: here s- Speak loudly and clearly. Yeah. All right, so what are we gonna do today? What's the yeah. show about?
1: Well I thought
0: we could do a theme of crazy jazz records.
2: That's why we have Tony Baldwin here, because he's yes. a crazy jazz man himself. That's right. Yeah. He's a crazy piano player. Yes,
0: crazy is. crazy. Yeah. Real crazy cool. <laughs> what's
2: what's the craziest piano you've played recently?
3: Um, uh, not very recently. I haven't played too many crazy piano players recent p- p- crazy pianos recently, but I did some years ago get a gig in London where they took me to a pub where I was pl- supposed to play with a band it turned out that the piano was like a quarter tone flat. Huh. <laughs> so that you couldn't actually Didn't get into it no, anybody. Yeah. So I spent the whole gig at the bar, with the musicians' wives, yeah. while they and, and they paid me.
2: That probably worked very well
3: for you. And I got got back on the plane. You know, and and that's you never
0: touched the piano no. in the whole gig. And oh,
3: I did. I did. I, I played an intermission solo. Okay, one right. Solo. That was that's the greatest, greatest
2: solo ever. Exactly. Right. So that was good. my that's craziest recent. That's thing. pretty good. Right. Pretty good
0: because you know you can't call on a piano tuner five minutes
2: before a gig. Uh, the one thing about the piano and set a tune, that's that. Yeah, that's that's it. it.
3: That's it. So I, I do carry around uh what they laughingly call a hammer, which is actually a sort of wrench. It's a it's a, it's well, a you spanner.
0: Oh, And you take the the, the the top off and you actually get down in there and it works. If if something's
3: really bad you do, really, I you will, can do yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but it, it it has to be something pretty simple, like, you know, because the average um, piano sounds... key has like three strings. Yes, that's right. So one of them's really out, and you've got you've got the tool. You can fix it. Huh. But if the whole really? instrument is yeah, right, hopeless, right. It, there's no point.
2: Huh. Yeah. Well. Wow. Is it like other string instruments where you, you turn one and the tension changes on the whole thing? No, it wouldn't be right because they're literally...
3: no, not really. Okay. So once um, you get a string in tune, you're okay. The, the, you do, you do get that with pianos usually when it's an old instrument and. It's got extra tension, and it just won't hold the tuning. If you try to get, right, right. get it up to you tuning it it, yeah. it it loses
2: it very quickly. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Well, so <coughs> what, what are we going to do with uh, crazy? Well, hold on. First, I'm going to do my, my monthly commercial. Okay? <laughs> okay. Tony, you can help me with this. Now, let me ask you a question. If you were listening to this podcast, right, and you probably listen to it from time to time, right, it's a free downloadable podcast. It's right, right, available right. everywhere, iTunes, right. Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's available. You might think to yourself, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, you might think to yourself, wow, this is a great service that John Hennigan from the East River String Band from East River Records is providing for me for free. Maybe the least I could do is go to where I buy records or CDs and buy an East River String Band or an East River Records record. What do you think? Would you do that?
3: I think that's a very sensible and... A reasonable to, thing to do. You I, have mean, to I, to would, I would go right out and buy that album right now. Listen
2: to that beautiful British accent telling you to go buy stuff. <laughs> Where How can, can he you buy refuse? that album, sir? Well, you can go to Amazon.com. You can put in East River String Band, or you could get one of my comps like John's Old Time Radio Show, or Wait for Me, or um our new uh, italian compilation which i can't think of the name of right now this is very bad very bad but if you go to eastriverstringband.com they're all right there and you can find them eastriverstringband.com you heard it eastriver.com <laughs> <laughs> very good well, tony Baldwin told you to do it now you got to do it that's it listen that listen to that british accent how can you refuse it when I hear you say stuff, I just want to, I don't even think about it. I just want to go do it. That's what you want I obey. used to do ads for Sorry.
3: Japanese, you know, when, when, when there was Japan Inc. Right? Really? Like in the 70s and 80s. I used to do ads for the Japanese, you know, cars and stuff. Really? Yeah. And it paid for my apartment, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously And uh, sometimes the English was very strange But you didn't You ever see that movie Lost in Translation? Yeah, sure, Well, that sure. was, like, that was, was like me that. that was me yeah. But I wasn't that's a great. star But I did the same job Right, right So sometimes the, sometimes the text would be really weird What was Lost
2: in, in Translation about? I forget Bill Bill Murray's Bill like Murray. an aging actor And he goes to Japan to like Oh, that's right do commercials yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right, yeah. that's
2: right
3: But it, it really was okay, like lovely that
0: lovely Scarlett <laughs> Johansson
1: Now there's no shame Celebrities do all kinds of things of
2: commercials. It's true. In yeah. In America, weird. that used to be very shameful. Now everybody does it. It's horrible. <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, <laughs> the, the bottom has dropped out of the Japanese market and there's no more. Well, there's a
2: probably yeah. because of yeah. that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Now they yeah. don't have to go to Japan.
3: I'm probably personally responsible for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you can also personally be responsible for East River String Band or East River Records selling out of all their CDs and LPs. Because you tell the people they have to run out and buy it. <clears throat> that's right, it has, and you heard a it BDC first from John Hannon. <laughs> All right, folks, you heard it. All right, so what's our first okay. record? Let's, let's hear "The Terror" by the uh, Cliff Jackson's Crazy Cats. So great, such a great record. So what? Cliff Jackson was a piano player. What's what's his story? Who else did he play? I don't play know with? much about. It's
0: Black. It's so yeah. the band's uh, Black. But other than that, I don't know anything about it. Do you know anything about Cliff Jackson, Tony?
3: Uh, Very little. I know he was hanging around Harlem and he survives with bands and stuff until the mid-40s. That's about all. The the last recordings I have by him are for small labels. Are those any
0: good? Are those interesting at all?
3: They're very badly recorded. That's oh, the main thing really? I remember. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, Cliff Cliff's a good piano player. Yeah, yeah, And they usually have you know interesting people like Sidney Bechet and Albert Nicholas and stuff on. Oh. But that's that's about mm. all well, I remember. These big they,
0: band records he made for Grego in the in what 1929 30. Some of them are great. They're great mm, mm. tops. Okay. Are they not all great? Well, th- what happened was it, there's a, some kind of a white arranger that worked for this. Greg Goal Company, Marvin Smalliv. Right. So he got Cliff Jackson's band to record these arrangements that he did that are not very interesting. Oh, no, really? Oh. Yeah. So I about, have about like, half of them are, are one, Marvin really? Small. You can see his I name. I have the incredibly. Terror
2: and Horse Feathers. and
0: Those are the two best. And there's they? one called Torrid Rhythm, which is also good. Yeah, I don't have and that. And his other one's Desert Blues and... and uh, there's a couple others that are Marvin Smaller that are... Okay. Like,
3: good. Well, to the real write. problem with the Cliff Jackson records is if you can find them in unbroken condition because, I mean, those Grey Gowl family yeah. pressings crap. are so fragile. They're shit. Yeah, they're, they're, br- they're br- brutal. You know, it you only need. requires a little... You have to breathe on them and they'll snap. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My copy of Orson is cracked to label. Well, <laughs> my, my, my copy of Torrid Rhythm is brand new. Yeah but it's cracked. Huh. So I had to yeah. s- basically glue the whole other side to yeah. keep, keep it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: This won't happen when you buy our <laughs> albums, folks.
3: That's right. East <laughs> River String Band Records not They'll live on crack.
1: long after you're dead in <laughs> the Because
0: the Grey Gull Company was a very low budget operation.
2: <laughs> okay, let's hear the, the terror. Is that weird.
3: one of the Ma- Martin Smolliffe reco- uh, arrangements Someone or not?
0: Credit to Jackson and Smallive.
2: All right, okay. So, what does that mean? Jackson wrote it, and who was the other guy? Smolliffe, Small I, Mar- I suppose. He's...
0: Marvin Smolliffe, who was some guy that worked for, for the Grey company.
2: So, he grabbed some publishing off these guys? Yeah,
0: probably. I don't know. Who knows? <coughs> was. Who knows,
3: too? Wasn't Smolliff a a reed player? I have some really? faith. a musician? I think he was a musician. Oh, yeah? Oh. But, you know, don't quote me. Of course, that's what precisely you're doing. But. <laughs> I just recorded you forever saying that. Oh, oh you, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> edit Send it edit, to the
1: internet mm.
0: forever. Okay. Let's listen to Marbles by the Herman Waldman
2: Orchestra. Hmm, I never heard of this. Never heard of this band. You know anything about them?
0: It's a Southern okay. Territory band.
2: Southern Territory,
0: okay. Yeah. Sounds and interesting. And they made this record in like, you know, 1930 or 29, and then they made another record in the early 30s that it's, that's no good at all. Okay.
2: <laughs> that's good to know. Uh, For those of you shopping against me on eBay, you bastards. <laughs> ending. It <laughs> was great, really good.
0: Very
2: fine, Herman Waldman. The tune sound. I was just saying, it sounded a little bit like "Then I'll Be Happy." Yeah, like the bridge had some definite, like uh, who did the f- version on Oriel Fletcher Henderson? Mm. Had like the same, like mm. uh, syncopated horn background parts.
0: they would take a tune like that and
2: make a Just slightly different melody it a little
0: bit and call it something else No, yeah, yeah yeah
2: but then they had like a minor part in there too so it was like it's definitely different but yeah
3: i think the trick was to get people to think they recognize the tune without <laughs> actually infringing copyright or be seen to infringing copyright yeah and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't i mean you know there's the old al jelson thing about avalon uh, you know al Jelson was arrogant enough to put his name on avalon which he had nothing to do with at all right. but because he was the star and he you know delivered it on stage he got composer credit well actually it's a steal from a puccini aria from tosca so <laughs> and since the, since the 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 um, publishers of tosca were big in new york at the time Re, Re, ricordi they were you know ricordi publishers italian publishers they basically went to uh whoever it was i forget leo feist or one of those big publishing right. publishing outfits. Publishing right. outfits that said we're well, going to sue your ass and they did <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah as a result, really? to this day to my knowledge that all royalties for avalon go to the recording company <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only like it's only like a two or three bars it's like the first that's a crowd notes sue for that. That's amazing. Well, it was a big... Tosca was a big hit in the mid-20s, you okay. see. But, wow, it's like 90 years ago and they're yeah, still getting yeah.
0: royalties. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Now let's oh. hear a record that I recently got from you. Let's see it. Oh, yeah. I know what this is. And Let me ask you a question. Is Jelly Roll Morton on piano?
0: Hey, it's funny you should ask that oh, question. Okay. Oh, no. Is this no, that one? In fact, it is, but in fact, I... I, the reason I pestered you to find me this record is because I heard it at Tony's house about. You know, oh
3: my god! Uh,
0: I don't know, six weeks ago or a month ago. That's cool. And, c- yeah. and that's I, I, th- I must get a copy
2: of this record. I, I've been giving you a hard time, but you didn't pester me. All you did was make something happen that needed that's to right. happen. I
0: just reminded you periodically every yeah. time I talked to you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> or or your wife. Don't talked forget, to me. it's also on Bluebird. Bluebird
0: five eight two seven. That's right.
1: That comic. And
3: that down is a master press. So if it's an original pressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah press. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's not that much. What what is that like? Three or four years after the, the Victor came out on Bluebird, uh, maybe five.
3: And what on earth possessed them to reissue it? It's not exactly it's like a sort of mainstream Crawley. pop hit.
2: Maybe because yes. Jelly Roll Morton was on piano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well. I don't know, they probably didn't even know
3: that. <laughs> anyway,
0: it's Wilton Crawley, who's a uh, novelty cl- clarinet player, playing with a great jazz band, and it's called "Keep Your Business to Yourself."
2: It's just phenomenal record. I couldn't believe how good this was because I only heard you know the the, Crawleys on um okay, right and I you know ah. was never really that impressed. No,
0: not
3: good. Well, the other thing is, I mean, Crumb's always been very contemptuous of Crawley. When I was sort of that's muttered. That's,
0: that's when we were at your house and we were talking yeah. about novelty clarinet players. I said Wilton Crawley, I can't stand that guy. And then you said, well, listen to this. You pulled this record out and oh, whoa! Well, this is <laughs>
2: this is a great, great band, great tune, great everything, performance m <laughs>
0: Was 1929.
2: Wow, what a good year! So I don't usually try to steer your uh, your show, but uh, I re- have requested the other side just because I love this record so much. It's Both cold. sides are She's great. got what I need. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. And Jelly Roll Morton's on piano. <laughs> You know, uh, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, the thing that I think is uh interesting about that is Jelly is obviously in great shape because it's vaudeville. Yeah, yeah. And it's a vaudeville performance. That's what it's all about. And that guy um what's his name? I forget now. The, the clarinet. Crawling? Crawley apparently he couldn't actually perform unless he was doing his dance yeah, in the studio he
0: was did some kind of stunt dancing yeah he was and then
3: they tried to get him just to stand still in front of the microphone he couldn't play <laughs> and apparently huh. they actually had to agree to let him do his dance during the recording <laughs> because that was the only way that they could get him to play wow unbelievable I mean it's, it's, this is all vaudeville stuff
2: Right. right. Uh, okay. Oh, great record
1: Mm-hmm. You get that record?
2: John? I got it for him, but I don't have it. I got to get a copy for me next. Mm. Then all three of us will have it. That's called the trifecta. Uh,
3: I just stumbled on it because, I mean, I, I, I was in Japan you at found a time it in Japan. when Japan, Japan, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and there was a guy who had some 78s in a local record store, and I just pick up anything I could find, basically. <laughs> And he had that record, and I thought, all right, I'll buy that. And I.
0: Did you know anything about Wilton Crawley? But nothing, 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 nothing at all. Unknown name to you completely. But it was a Victor
3: of the right sort of sort. That's sword. right. So I thought, well, 80, it 000. could be interesting.
2: <clears throat> all right. So what do we have up next? We're
0: going to hear. Dixon's Jazz Maniacs, doing Crazy Quilt.
2: not well, should fit right in with the crazy jazz theme.
1: I've been waiting for this one all night. This is Paramount.
2: Yeah. <laughs> guys were just talking. I was trying to listen to the record, but you were saying something about that this is Vance Dixon recording yeah. for Columbia. Now, might, might I suggest to you that in the future you hold these important comments for the actual show? Well, yeah, uh, I got this. Indeed, okay. I thought you were giving it to me. It, it was just a sort of a
3: revelation to me because I only know the Columbias or one Columbia, have one Columbia, Vance Dixon. And it's. what's it called?
2: His pencils or something? That's right. Yeah,
3: and and, and there again, I don't know the reference. I mean, it was well, the,
0: There used to be a Dixon pencil. Okay, yeah, okay, I get, I get you.
3: <laughs> but the, the thing is that the Columbia, or uh, well, the Columbia that I have, is very novelty. It's not very interesting music. Yeah, it's obviously so not very exciting. And that's far musically far more
2: interesting yeah, than yeah. Ever, anything I have. There's a little bit of a novelty quality to it, but it's mm. so great and souped yeah. up and. Really tight, great, amazing banjo solo. Wow, so good. Yeah,
0: the Chicago black musicians. I like it. How about Erskine Tate's Vendo Morcus? Have you ever heard them?
3: No. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Did they ever make more than one record?
0: They made one on Acoustic Jeanette. Right, Which okay. I'm not familiar with, but then they made that one vocalion. Exactly. But unfortunately, because Erskine Tate's band went on... Playing for years after that, like they're they're big in Chicago in 1929, 30, no records, nothing. It's really hmm. a shame. Cause, hmm.
2: But um,
3: aren't they essentially a pit band? a well, theater, a theater a band. band at the Vendome Theater. Yeah. Exactly. So one one wouldn't expect them to produce any great jazz. I mean, well,
0: it's Chicago in the late twenties. Black bands were in theaters. Yeah, tiny part. Anything is a, possible. Yeah. Okay. Also, let yeah. a pit band. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> true. Yep, go for it. Okay, this Erskine tape. This is also uh, Lewis Armstrong was in the Erskine tape band at this time. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. And this is uh, actually quite rare because it's issued everywhere, but this is the only master pressing. Yeah, all the others are dubs, right? Yep. Yeah. I've never seen a. Well, outside of his copy, I've never seen one. Hmm. Seen lots of dubs.
1: Stop all! Let's go! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
3: I will make any politically incorrect remarks at this point.
2: That's okay. We're, our show is marked as explicit just in case somebody has something to say that they can't hold back. Mm. But man, I need that record. Yeah.
3: I need it too. I've been looking for it for 50 years, for Christ's sake. Well, I've been looking <laughs> for it for
2: three minutes. Mm.
0: I think that's a tough one.
2: Yeah.
3: It, it is a tough one. I and, and I simply don't understand why it was never available in Europe except... at Levy's record shop in the east of London (laughs) on their tiny local Oriole label. Mm -hmm. Mr. Levy used to import these matrices and he'd press them up like a hundred of them and that'd be it. That was it. The whole of Europe.
0: (laughs) What is that guy? Was he like a hip jazz aficionado or what? I
3: I think (laughs) that's it. And and, and it was mostly bought by musicians. Nobody else was interested. really. Is that right?
0: You know that? Yeah. For a fact.
3: Well, I, I mean, I know it was a musician's hangout. It so, was really, yeah. Is yeah. That
0: right? Okay, here's another vocalian rarity. Okay, this is Dewey Jackson's Peacock Orchestra. Ooh, yeah. going to town. Ooh, they're from St. Louis. Hmm. Okay. I made two records. The other ones, if anything, even hotter than this one. But hmm. I don't have the other one. All right. Capital blues or whatever it's called.
2: Alright, we won't hold it against sure. you. Going to town. Okay. Hmm.
3: Dewey Jackson. That was nice. I
0: think he's a trumpet player, right? I am? I believe so. I, I don't own a Dewey Jackson St. record. Lewis. I'm, of
3: course, incredibly envious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I like to hear that. Yeah, can well, I make
2: a request or would that mess with your mojo?
0: Well, you can make a request. I'm not sure it'll be honored, but oh, wow. go ahead and make all requests you want. Hmm.
2: Extremely <laughs> arrogant, our guest is. <laughs> Well, I was thinking since it was uh, crazy jazz, yeah. maybe crazy you could play jazz. one of those crazy Cab Calloway with the Missourians records like St. James Infirmary or something like and that. As long as
3: we don't have to hear Cab sing. Or I like
0: Cab so much in the early days, Oh, really? You don't, don't like him? him?
3: Well, I
2: like him very small
3: doses. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sure. Uh, I like
2: him when he just. He's s- over the top. So yeah, it's sure.
3: and when it's just Cab doing his thing and no band, that. Sorry, I don't. Hi. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi.
2: Yeah, well, these yeah. these early records, the band is so great. They're great, what, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I
0: we agree. already have heard
3: on one of your podcasts. Some of these days, of these days one of the greatest,
2: which yeah. is
0: super hot. But then
2: it just yeah, becomes
3: yeah, yeah. all cab and no band, you know, and that's um, yeah, it's weird, kind of boring.
2: Yeah, he was around till the eighties, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, a seasoned, experienced, very <coughs> kind of, very canny showbiz guy. Yeah, yeah. But it's sad that he had this incredibly good band, which he progressively used less and less of, you know. And that's, you know, tragedy for music. Probably probably good for their pay packets. They, I'm sure they had um, <laughs> better employment prospects as a result of just being a you know pit band for cab. But musically, it's not that interesting after a time.
0: Okay, let's hear, It Looks Like Susie. Hey. Oh, that's a great one. You know that one? I do. You've heard that before, John. I have this one. You have? it looks like yeah. yeah, it's good.
3: This is a great one. It is. I think I have a V minus minus copy. Really? Yeah. Huh?
0: I don't think it's terribly rare hmm. in, in the United States, but other parts of the world.
3: In other benighted parts of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Cab, but the thing is, he he does uh, eventually get such a star status that the band is swamped by Cab.
0: Yeah, and that happened quite quickly. Yeah. Like by 1932, I lose interest.
2: Yeah,
3: and then some something must have happened towards the end of the 30s because somebody must have said something to Cab because then you get purely instrumental Cab Calloway records that have no vocal at all. Yeah. Hmm. So. Perhaps somebody said, oh, come on, Cap. I just took
1: those, his vocal out know,
3: ad. Pain, you know. Did we he don't... start
0: getting some pretty hit bebop guys in his band, right? There's well, not... that was
3: really, that was very late. Famous
0: late, late. story about them throwing spit wads at him. Oh, I mean,
3: well, he fired Dizzy Gillespie. I and mean, Apparently, Dizzy hadn't even sent the spit wads. It was somebody else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so all was I hadn't heard being. that variation of
0: his yeah. story. <laughs>
3: It was entirely because B- Dizzy was the sort of guy who looked as if he ought to be guilty, but in
2: this case wasn't.
0: <laughs> okay, now we're going to hear the, the Dixie Four. Uh-oh. Kentucky
2: Uh-oh. Stump. And where did you get uh, this fine record from? Well,
0: I got this fine record, in fact, from you, oh. sir. Oh. Oh,
2: I must be a great guy. You're my pal. All right. Remember, what, what label is, is it on? Paramount. Oh. Oh, goodness. The dreaded Paramount. Mm-hmm. The greatest label. Any record that's, that's, that's on Paramount is worth $7 over. million. Dollars. I've got one of the Rare 5000 Spanish series. Oh, that's worth $20 <laughs> million. Do? There you go. Oh,
3: yeah, No, shit, I've never seen one. Well, I've, it's not very interesting. If he's man, never I'm seen sure one it just
2: went up, it's worth $30 million.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just read about that Paramount Spanish series somewhere. What's in that book, though, The Rise and Fall of Paramount? I've never
3: never seen one. I think Teftella would pay my rent.
2: <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy.
0: Here's a uh, record I asked you the other day if you ever heard it, John, and you said you hadn't. Okay. It's <clears throat> Once or Twice by Junie C. Cobb and His Grains of Corn. Yeah, I've definitely, definitely never heard this.
1: What do you mean? <coughs> Junie <coughs> Cobb,
0: Chicago Black Band.
1: Cobb and His Grains of Corn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you get
3: it?
1: I got it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the
3: wit flows. <laughs> <laughs> Do it nice, you won't have to do it but once or twice In advance, you can always chance that once or twice It's a crying shame to have the name Of trying to do it four or five times Take my advice and do it once or twice You'll be feeling very fine You can love her nice, you won't have to do it but once or twice Kiss from the soul and the told about once or twice Of course you know you need a red-hot fat, a beautiful girl, and it's tight like that. But you won't have to do it but once or twice.
0: Pierce sent his orchestra.
2: I don't think so.
3: Is he the butcher's assistant or what? Yeah, the butcher. All right. Okay. Charles Pierce, the butcher of whatever it was. Chicago. Okay. Sure he needs a he needs a more suburban name than that.
1: Okay.
0: This is a <clears throat> nobody's sweetheart by Charles Pierce and his oh. orchestra.
2: All right, and this is our last record, so I just want to thank our guests, Tony. Thanks for being here with your. Strong, strong urges to the audience to go out and shop at East River String Band. Go out and shop right now. dot com.
3: And mm. his
0: commanding BBC voice. When do I get
2: my drink? That's right. <laughs> it's all the checks in the mail. And Thank then, you. Uh, and and of course, thanks for uh, letting us into your room for your crazy jazz records. Yes, This good. was a real treat. Uh, yes, I agree.
1: <laughs> a crazy time. It's wild and crazy time.
2: Yeah. Fun time was had by all.
1: Uh,
0: Eden, do you like old jazz? It's
1: not my favorite. Oh, jeez, get out! (laughs) (laughs) Don't yell at me again. Out of of my. No, I liked all these records. Out of my office.
0: for the audience so long for a while we love that's you that's all the songs for a while
2: we love you we love you audience thanks
1: for tuning in to John's all time radio show
2: ooh that was nice please
1: join us next time where John will chastise you call you stupid and say fuck off thank you and good night
2: well, I'm, great. I'm great I'm gonna use that in every show every show's gonna end that's with that a career from now on.